0: It's a hockey show for you, the best fans in the AHL. Comets Insider on 94.9 K-Rock. Brought to you by Pathfinder Bank, Slocum Dixon Medical Group, and by Labatt Blue.
1: Nedeljkovic holding. He's going to start the breakout, but he threw it away. Gauntz with a steal. Archie to the goal. Gauntz in, finds him, scores! Darren Archibald with the game time and the Comets come back to win 4-3. to The big news during the timeout was that the Vancouver Canucks and Utica Comets have announced an extension and this place is buzzing. Vancouver Canucks and Utica Comets announcing that their partnership will roll on. For the next six seasons, the blue and green will stay on the ice right here at the Adirondack Bank Center. An awesome moment. This place erupted during that media timeout. It's
0: time to go top shelf at the 72 Tavern and Grill. It's Rain Man and Scoop.
2: We're happy to be back. It's been a couple of weeks due to Christmas and the new year. We're live at the 72 Tavern and Grill where they are serving you the letter sports. Graphics all over the place. Plenty of TVs. National championship game will be on. We're in the corner, right in front of the massive, huge, monstrous. How long, how how big is the actual TV? Come on over to the microphone and yell it to me. It's like a hundred and sixty. Wow, that's a big TV. That's all I'm saying. It's bigger than any TV you have in your man cave at your house. So you got ice cold beer, you got great food, a great atmosphere. Scoop is here, and of course. I call him the Darth Vader of the auditorium, the voice of wow. the odd aud- I don't know if that's a compliment or not. I think yeah, it's I'm totally, not sure. It's a compliment. Okay, I'll it, take it. It really that is. One. Thank you. The one and only Tom Coyne is with us tonight. Guys, how are you? I'm happy to be back talking hockey with you. Happy New Year to everybody. Of
3: course, uh, the highlights there over the last couple of weeks is uh, that was Archie's game winner against Charlotte. I spoke to him at the Not-So-Silent Night Save of the Day Foundation uh, event the following night not realizing that that would be the last time that I would speak with him as a Utica
2: comment. Well, we're going to break that down a little bit deeper. I think I know Tom's got some thoughts on that. We're going to talk about the six-year extension yep. of the Vancouver Canucks. I was in the building for that. and know, obviously, Tom, you were in the building for that. Scoop, were you there for that game? I was not at that game. Actually, I was not either. That's right. There was a fill-in that night. That's right. Uh, I will share with you uh, the experience. I'll try to verbalize the experience being in the building. It was it was pretty awesome. It was pretty loud. Yeah. And it, it, an impassioned fan base to say the least very exciting news nobody really knew it was going to happen when it did joe roberts did an unbelievable job with the in arena announcement let alone coming back and basically recapping what he did on the airwaves i do want to apologize in advance before we get any deeper into this guys to our producer matt page and our engineer tim uh, who put up with us because See, there's three periods in hockey, but we kind of have four segments in a a sports talk show. So it's an A block, B, C, and D, or segment one through four. And we routinely go a little bit past our time and indulge ourselves. (laughs) So we'll apologize in advance. That may or may not happen tonight. More than likely, it will. It will. So the comments were doing really well through, I would say, the tail end of November through December. A similar charge like like last year. And then a little bit of a lull. They lost a few. And then all this stuff has happened that we're going to get to. Yeah. But yet here we are sitting at the tail end of a four-game win streak. Hopefully not the tail end. Right. And it could continue in toronto on wednesday and become five they're playing very well the record overall is 2016 two and one you remember you blink your eyes a few weeks ago they were three four games under 500 correct yeah so they're looking they're looking good and you would think with all of this roster fluctuation that we're going to start to get into right now it wouldn't be the case but they have stayed focused. I'm sure that has a little bit to do with Trent Cull. But, of course, some of the other veteran leadership on the team, minus a very important member. We'll start there with Darren Archibald. Uh, let's go around the table. Archie? Archie. I I'm sad to see him go. But I, and now he's going to be
3: an Ottawa senator. And it looks like he got called up today. He did get called up. He did get called up officially. That
4: transaction
2: so, has taken place. So good, good for him. Yeah.
4: Very uh, and, and Archie is one of those players, and we've had them historically here uh, in in pro hockey based out of utica um who is an inspirational player yes uh, a player who is an, uh, an obvious fan favorite you achieve that by the style of play that you have on the ice um the nature of the game up at this level is that if if there's not an opportunity to present itself you're going to get moved on I, you know it happened in reverse Toronto, the Maple Leafs had a kid by the name of Josh Levo, who we had seen here play with the Marlies. Definitely. Who was a talented individual who just didn't have an opportunity to crack into that lineup in the role that he would be playing. So what did they do? He gets shipped off and, and, and traded out to uh,
2: uh, Vancouver. Uh, deleted Michael Carconi from exactly. our roster. Yeah.
4: And, and and now Carconi getting greater ice time out uh, out in the with the Marlies and, and really picking things up you can't help but think that the similar situation and opportunity presents itself for Darren Archibald
2: I thought just will miss him good for him I thought the the loss of Carcone because he was playing really well when he was was. here was going to hurt the team offensively didn't happen everybody thought maybe a little bit of a funk because of the deletion of Darren Archibald from this roster and that didn't happen something's happening let's just go there scoop let's go over to you something is happening with Trent Paul in that locker room where he is an amazing ability to keep a team together and there were even people that would hear fans saying oh you know maybe he's lost the team because they they, they had a little bit of a lull and they were losing some games look at what he did last year with the as we've talked about an unprecedented number of roster moves and PTOs and just transactions it was a daily occurrence he, he's he's clearly proven last year and again this year that he is a guy that can keep a team together and focused. And you never know either what's going to happen
3: when teams come back from that holiday break. Yeah. You know, I, I, you even see it in the the NHL where uh, the, the guys come back and, uh, you know, the, the, they don't have the same edge to their play sometimes. Because they were a little distracted by you know, whatever they were doing over the holidays. And that could have happen to us but we got it going on right now we're doing well it seems to be i think a function too that these new guys are now understanding the system better the role better the chemistry is
2: developing and trent has them honed in isn't it wasn't it our friend gary heenan uh, the head coach for utica college hockey who on our uh, sportszilla show on our brother station what did he say you don't know how many beers a guy has the night before a game sometimes i mean these are are young guys and maybe if they should go celebrate a win and we all know how they can play out from time to time but for some reason i think everybody just wanted to focus on hockey right now it's clear because everybody has shown up to play Uh, there's a lot of guys that we could we could point at that have been succeeding but i wanted to start i don't want to bury the lead we were talking about some of these roster uh the roster moves and the transactions the first move that kind of started this flurry of activity over the past couple weeks was adam Gaudet getting sent back down and he's clearly scored a few goals and right. he's really produced since he's been down here so let's start with him uh what are your thoughts
4: uh Gaudette is a kid that was very is very very talented he was deserving of the call up um, again, he's get, he gets caught in, in the combination of being a young guy who's better off getting ice time in the AHL than getting bench time in the NHL. And um, he's a kid that, that I think has the right attitude, too. Look, we know Travis Green, and we know the kind of system that Travis likes to play, and it's both in the locker room and on the ice. And uh, Gaudette is a kid that fits in that very, very well. Good for him coming back. More importantly, good for him not coming back with a chip on his shoulder saying, I don't want to be back here in the A. He's going to prove himself and go right back up top.
2: He said to me during intermission, his first game back, uh, we did the interview after the first period, I asked him point blank, what are you here to work on? And he said, everything. Mm -hmm. That was his answer with enthusiasm and a smile on his face, Scoop. Well, he's produced pretty well here, which leads you to wonder,
3: how long is he going to stick around here? They, you know they could use that scoring up top, so um, I don't know how
2: long he'll be here if he keeps scoring the way he is. They'll they'll call him right back. That's scoop. My name is Rain. We have Tom Coyne here. This is Comets Insider, Utica Comets Insider. We're live at the Seventy Two Tavern and Grill every Monday from seven to eight here on ninety four point nine K Rock from Labatt, Blue Slocum, Dixon, and Pathfinder Bank. Let's get right back into, I guess, clear up. Some of the other moves that have been made, some necessitated, I suppose, by injury, some by trade, some by poor performance. And I guess it all started with Anders Nilsson. Yeah. His goals against, or his uh, save percentage, have been well under nine ninety percent this year. Has not played well. Didn't really play well last year. He was not a favorite of Travis Green. It's well documented in the Vancouver hockey media so that, i think it was time for him to go and they really wanted to get thatcher demko a look past the concussion he got some games he played very well he is the future and they're gonna see what he's got so that necessitated the trade to ottawa archie was included in that and then mike mckenna 35 year old goalie was supposed to back up a couple games quick and then clear oh, wa- hopefully all went according to plan clear waivers come down to the utica comets his 22nd or 23rd organization his poor wife and kid by the way uh, but it didn't work out he was claimed off of waivers by philadelphia Mm -hmm. so he moved on so here we are with kulbakov as our main goalie who played very well in cleveland obviously uh, but we had to get something done so that brings us to the goaltender that we signed as the backup currently pending any other moves guys but we all we all tried this right, Sakellaropoulos, so and they said the Comet... I'm guessing is yeah. not, how, No, that's pretty close. How, how did I do there, Tom? I think you're in. Comets, uh, Comets social media, of course, said we'll just call him Alex. Yeah. It was called an elbow to elbow name tag on I the think, back of the jersey. I think
3: uh, Corey Hergott said that. Yeah. Yesterday, and yeah. he
2: will be joining us from Canucks Army at 7:30, by the way. So keep it locked. Other move that happened was Craig Wismerski, We believe. I know you'll get the proper pronunciation coming up soon. Up.
4: I think you're on that one too.
2: And Tom Pyatt was the other one who made his debut right. for the Comets in Cleveland. So there's a lot of different changes, Tom. Let's go to you. They're working into the lineup very well. Yeah. And I think the biggest thing, of course,
4: was, was the Demko because that's the biggest name that's out there. And um, let's face it, the game plan has always been since the, the, that draft that Demko was going to be up top. Um, Nilsson just, with all due respect, just never has been a a solid number two um and so it was it was really time it's their it's their ball game and demko i think is certainly ready i do believe and i've said this before in the long run i think thatcher's their number one over markey and as much as i like jacob markstrom i just think that that's where the future is absolutely bring him up and let's uh, get the ball rolling the problem is and it's not just within vancouver but it's within across the nhl i mean look mckinnon got claimed off of waivers why'd somebody claim him off the waivers
2: Maybe goalies
4: because they're in bad shape too toronto who uh, the the canucks just recently played against they the number three goaltender in their organization right now is hutchinson who they had to grab away their number four is an ahl guy who keeps going yo-yoing back and forth he takes the long walk from the old rico center whatever they call it now the coca-cola center to to uh the scotia bank arena it's nuts right now in the nhl only in the last four drafts only 77 goaltenders have been taken and only one was in the first round that's how dry it is out there as far as net minding is concerned so we're not the only guys that are in this stuck place i mean right now the for the vancouver canucks kulbakov is their number three the depth
2: chart yeah and and it's an embarrassment of riches though if you really think about this because michael di pietro who obviously was just showcased in the world juniors and uh quinn hughes is the other one there there are some promising players coming up but as far as goaltending is concerned to have thatcher demko who's right there right now just really getting his first taste and then di pietro should be here basically his goal is to take Thatcher Demko's job. So there, there's some talent in Vancouver's organization that, as you said, it's not there everywhere else. I'm a Rangers fan, and I look about. I look at them without Henrik Lundqvist. There's, Where, there's questions. They, they have a couple of quote unquote promising guys that they're developing. Right. Uh, but it, it's it's bare the without cupboards. it's bare without Hank. Let's put it that way. And, and, and I think a lot of people uh, thought that. Uh, McKenna
3: might go to the Maple Leafs, just as, as you're, you're uh, elaborating exactly. on that, the goaltender situation.
4: You know, and and I think we would all agree, and I'll get your perspective on it, it of all the positions that are out there on the ice and hockey, in the professional hockey ranks, the one that takes the most time, the one that has to have, that, that bears the greatest responsibility, but needs the greatest amount of time to cultivate. Is a goaltender. Absolutely. And, you know, we saw the patience that was required with Markstrom. We saw the patience that was required with Demko. You go back and you, you take a look at some of the great uh, other goaltenders that we had in our first go-around in the American Hockey League. And, and guys like Schwab and Terreri and, of course, Brodeur. It took a while for those guys to hit that peak. And it may be, you know, he, thatcher Demko was drafted in the 2014 draft
2: second round
4: right and it took a while for him to get up here so uh, it's not it's it, there are very few um, first goes right out of the NA, right out of, uh, of the draft that go right to the NHL and, and net minding and that's we're just stuck in that dry spell right now.
2: Everybody it, is. It's crazy if you if you look at the Utica Comets from the beginning from the beginning of the season. And at first, you don't know if it was a combination of defense and injuries on the back end. But not having Thatcher there, you would see them get down. We've talked about this numerous times, Scoop. Scoop, I'm sure, can uh, can add to this. But you'd see him being down one nothing, 2 nothing, and always playing from behind. And as soon as he came back and won his first game, yep. and as soon as he got back... It was a different team. He's just—you just watch and you know he's a little bit better than anybody else on this roster and clearly one of the better goaltenders in this league. And that's when the team transitioned and had a turnaround and started to play better and win a lot of games in bunches. Right,
4: and before you go to your break, lost in the shuffle of all of this is the loss of Richard Bachman. Absolutely.
3: And and Kubelkoff, I'm very happy to see, is playing well— because I was a little concerned
2: after that Syracuse 10-1 yeah. debacle. Yeah, let's talk a little bit about uh, some of the injuries and things happening with the defense. And, of course, Richard Bachman will rejoin. Scoop will bring us back in just a minute. Utica Comets Insider live from the 72 Tavern and Grill on 94.9 K Rock.
0: Let's go, Comets! Let saucer pass back to Rayman and Scoop on Comets Insider. You, to Live from the 72 Tavern and Grill on 94.9 K Rock. Comets Insider brought to you by Labatt Blue, Slocum Dixon,
3: Pathfinder Bank. And if you missed the first segment where we were talking about the goalie situation with the Comets in Vancouver in flux and, and our four game win streak and the trade of Darren Archibald. Of course, you can catch up with that later when we have this podcast. It's at CNY on Facebook and Twitter. You'll find it on iTunes, Google Play, and SoundCloud as well. I'm Scoop. He's Rain Tom Coyne, PA announcer for the Comets with us. Uh, I do want to say uh, one more thing about Darren Archibald. I just want you to imagine a time when he possibly returns to Utica as a member of the senators organization and what that thunderous
2: ovation will be oh deafening yeah he is by far the most popular player in the history of this franchise thatcher demko is second but as much as thatcher is beloved it's not close no because darren was an original utica comet and and he's also he we've talked to him about this he he is the guy that has gone home every offseason and worked on part of his game and gotten better every season as well he's gone from basically a physical you know getting in the dirty areas that we talk about a a, a checking line winger to basically penalty kills power plays and somebody they depend on not just for leadership in the locker room and on the ice but he scores some goals now too I mean he's a well-rounded hockey player he picked up some speed yep he sure did and he
4: also picked up well he already was pretty strong but he he recognized the method of applying that to his skating game just last season and we saw it a couple of times this season when he would cut in from from outside from the bar from the boards into the crease uh, that there were very few defensemen who were going to be able to stay with him on that. Yeah. He, that's where
2: he was really dangerous. He had the one-handed. He, can't, he cut yeah. the edge that overtime winner last year alone. It's something he was a guest uh, a few weeks back right here on Comets Insider, and we talked about that, and I, I was teasing a little bit. Then I'm like, you look a little faster to me. And he acknowledged it. He worked on his speed even more this off season. It's paid off for him. He's right where he deserves. You know, a lot. You you read stuff on social media about Darren. Oh, he wasn't good enough for the NHL. He's had looks in Vancouver, and he didn't stick for a reason. Baloney. He's with his size and his overall game. Nobody's saying he's a top six forward in the NHL. I think he's realistic with his game, but. You know what? That's where he wants to be. That's where he deserves to be. And I think he's got the opportunity that he's worked for. And he might—he's going to excel. He's only 28 years old. Yeah, and you know, even though this is a business and these things
3: happen, uh, you had mentioned you know, off the air to me that you ran into him after yeah. this after this deal had transpired, and that he was visibly
2: uh, emotional about this. He was. He, he was. I wouldn't say if he was morose, but he he wasn't happy he he was sad he was shocked he was in in my exact words to him I had about a 10 minute conversation with him i said people forget about the human aspect of this he's like I, i've been here a long time this is my home i said you've got friends here not just on yeah. this hockey team but in the community you've been a part of this community for 6 years of your 28 i mean he's not an old man by he's he's still a young guy and this is a big part of his life this town has meant a lot to him and it's going to he's going to reflect back on his career he spent parts of 6 years of your life here
4: you're absolutely right about that last part that he's going to he's going to reflect back on his career and when he does he i think he'll come to a conclusion that a very important part of it took place in in the building that's right connected to the 72 tavern where we sit right now it was there that he he was embraced By a community it was there that he recognized the the things that he needed to do to work on as an individual as a player it was there that he was given that opportunity by travis green and when the canucks organization kind of pushed him off at a distance by remember he got one of those times around here he didn't get re-signed yeah and he earned
2: earned it off a pto
4: exactly he came back up out of the echl and worked his way back into that lineup and i think greener had a lot to do with that and he'll recognize that you know when you talk about professional athletes their priorities are a little bit different than ours as a fan but when that professional athlete darren archibald looks back on his career i think this is going to have been a very important role in
2: it utica as we all know is a blue collar town and it's it's a hockey town and darren archibald is a guy and the the reason that he is so beloved around here he's a player who went from the echl to the ahl to the nhl then had to go back and do that all over again he's made that ascension two different times in his career that's he you work hard and look where you end up he's now back in the nhl
4: and he rarely took a shift off
2: ever and bear in mind as well from his
3: perspective he is now leaving an organization where the coaches know him they know his skill set they know what he brings to the table and now going to a new organization with a whole new group of coaches that he has to impress learn their system their process and you could have a degree of apprehension about that that's a you know there's a, a certain amount of unknown with that so without
2: question
4: but on the other hand the canucks are an or or rather the uh senators are an organization that are in some turmoil for and there's sure some opportunity that presents itself there uh that if he can go up there and and do what he did here which is let his hard nose don't take a shift off always going on a strong leadership role on the ice Get the response from the Ottawa fans that he got from the Utica fans that he was getting to an extent from the Vancouver fans when he was playing. He sure was. Um, he's going to be okay.
2: I think he is. Tom Coyne is the public address announcer for the Utica Comets. Scoop is here. My co-host, my name is Rain. This is Utica Comets Insider from the 72 Tavern and Grill with 94.9 K Uh Let's not bury the lead. We were going to come back and talk a little bit about the unfortunate injury to the Achilles, season-ending surgery for Richard Bachman, who is definitely in the mix as far as the goaltending situation. Probably wouldn't have made the call-up of Thatcher Demko make everybody go, Whoa, whoa, whoa. It's dramatic, yeah. Yeah, it, it certainly added something to it. If he was still here, a lot of this discussion that we've had tonight or we've been having for the past couple of weeks, wouldn't have had to happen, uh, but just on a personal line, I mean, it just, it's just—it's terrible. It's a horrible thing to see happen to Richard Bachman. He was, you know, he's playing pretty well when he was here. He's—he actually was the goalie for some key wins. He was spelling Thatcher after Thatcher returned. Right. Uh, you put the two of those guys together. That's some quality goaltending in this league. That's part of the reason. He's part of the reason why there was success, and now an opportunity for
3: other guys the you know uh, i don't know how how much we'll see sekeleropolis i guess that remains to be seen uh i'm curious about that but uh, these things are opportunities for new guys
2: to step in and prove their worth yeah there's been some other guys that i thought we should spotlight while we're chatting here and one of them is and yeah it's kind of because i can bring up the gif the gif whatever you call it cole in rubbing the bald head for good luck that is now three and zero, but he, he's been playing well mm-hmm. we're going to talk to Corey Hergott from uh canucks army in our next segment we'll bring him on the phone he obviously covers the comments from vancouver but he is, Cole Lynn is a player that he has been really kind of championing his his play since he's returned from injury, and he's only 20 years old. Uh, he's gelled really well with Cam Darcy, for example, and Vinny Arsenault, who's been on fire with five goals in five games. Where did Vinny Arsenault come from all of a sudden? Yeah, yeah. It, it's amazing. Uh, opportunity. Yeah, the, the last four games, I, I mean, he's kind of... I've jokingly referred to him as Darren Archibald, light, yeah. in the sense that he was when they brought him aboard even with darren here he was the gritty guy he's the guy that would drop gloves As darren kind of didn't stop that but he graduated a little bit more of his offensive game benny's that guy that would do that would defend he, he missed some games due to a fight when he hurt his hand uh maybe it's the pink stick too he uses the pink stick on the ice i i don't know but he's he's been Cole lind has been playing really well with those guys that fourth line is, is actually scoring a lot yeah you know you think it's usually the defensive checking line the, the grind line scoop well i got to have dinner with
3: cole Lind at the not so silent night save of the day foundation event and uh, a great young guy yeah. talked about his family I and mean, his family owns a, a ten thousand acre farm oh, wow uh, a lot of brothers and sisters but he was really talking up his younger brother uh as a hockey player Saying he's he's going to be better than I am, you know, which I thought was interesting. And uh, he he revealed to us, you know, I'm only 20, so I can't I can't have a beer, you know. Uh, Very
2: very nice kid. Uh, I
3: wish him the best, and things are looking good for him
2: so far. We got to get him in this seat right here on comments insider, get to know him a little bit better for sure. Uh, Vancouver complaints as far as defense is something I wanted to address. Uh, because it it definitely applies to what's happening down here, developing defensemen in Utica for the Comets. And, and it w- in response to something that I was reading on Twitter, and fa- the fan base isn't happy necessarily with the defensive core in Vancouver, even though they've definitely turned a corner this year. They're playing better offensively, Besser, Patterson, and right. down the line. They're giving up a lot of goals. You- you'll see them win in 5-4 games and 7-6 games and things like that. But, but I, I was like, take a, take a step back, and you guys tell me what you think. But you got Chatfield, even though he's injured right now, mm-hmm. undrafted. Played himself at, where he did get a quick call-up. Yep. So they know he's there. They know what he can do. He's a, he's a kid who I think, the way he is, Scoop and I had him on Comets Insider. I think he'll do all right up there. And he's at least going to get a look, and you're going to see what you got. Levy clearly is in the plans in Vancouver, and he's going to be fantastic. Another one, he's 20 years old. Yep. Brizois don't sleep on him he's no, just, no
4: no he's he right
2: now might be the best defenseman that we've got he, he's the defenseman that you just don't notice because he's so dependable and always there and every team needs a guy like that and and then ashton sautner is another one yeah ashton sautner has gotten a lot better since he's been in utica to the point that he's seen a cup of coffee so far in vancouver so uh, Vancouver is is developing kind of the right way. You got your goalie. You've had some young guys from the Comets get called up. Goddett is going to be a player up there eventually, and on and on and on from there.
4: NHL defense uh, has changed. The game has changed. You know, I, I'm I've made no bones about me being a Leaf fan, and there was a lot of criticism of the Leafs defense. But the fact of the matter is, is that defense nowadays is not two guys who who just plant themselves outside of the blue ice and then just stop banging away at anybody who comes in the neighborhood. Absolutely. Defense nowadays is getting back quickly, playing positional hockey, um getting uh, blocking passing lanes, blocking shots and then clearing the puck out and that is defense nowadays. And and I think in that context Vancouver is in the heading in the right direction with the guys that you're. Stetcher, keep in mind, Stetcher's never played a minute in the AHL. Yeah. Uh, you know, Hutton only had a cup of coffee with the Comets in a uh, rehab assignment. And and uh, well, when he first came right out of out of school, right. So when you look at it, they've got a lot of young guys. They also have two young guys, inexperienced guys, relatively inexperienced guys, in that. Who play an important role in the quarterbacking capacity for their blue lines? That's something where the loss of, of Bachman is going to play could play a role for us here. Uh, you don't have that veteran guy, and, and Kulbakov is not exactly the most communicative in the English language. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have some of that kind of transitional communications problems. But I think they're heading in the right direction. Geez, be patient for heaven's sakes. The game has changed. The last place for it to change was at the blue line. It's still in transition.
2: Absolutely. We've got to take a, a quick break. I just wanted to point out, though, you know, I, I forget sometimes. Evan is another one. That's a guy who's dealt with two, yep. two knee surgeries, but he's another one that went ECHL, AHL. And if you remember, he got a call up a for a couple of games up there. to Vancouver. He's a pretty solid defenseman as well. The team's going to be all right. This is Utica Comets Insider at the 72 Tavern and Grill. Scoop, Tom Coyne, my name is Rain. We'll be right back with Corey Hergott with Canucks Army right here on 94.9 K Rock.
0: From down there on the ice... Who do you think really made a difference in the first period?
1: Definitely the hockey players, Chrissy. They were the ones who got all the scores, and then you got the goalie wearing every pad in the world and baseball gloves. He's working very hard, too. Let's do that
0: hockey. Live from the 72 Tavern and Grill for Comets Insider, it's Rain Man and Scoop.
2: Did you know you can get 72 Tavern and Grill logoed sports balls? 35 for a football, basketball, 35, soccer ball, 20. You can get sleeves of golf balls, tennis balls. You get ho- those big beer glasses they have? Hockey pucks. It's merchandising serving you sports. The 72 Tavern and Grill. Attached right to the Adirondack Bank Center here on 94.9 K Rock. It is the home this season for Utica Comets Insider seven to eight every monday now we normally have a player here that we interview you can come down take pictures meet the player listen to the interview live grab a bite to eat grab yourself a beer uh today of course with the team traveling back from a couple in cleveland which they absolutely demolished the cleveland monsters let's just call it what it was a couple of very convincing wins uh what was it six two and then five one well, no player tonight, so we asked Tom Coyne to join us, Scoop and myself. The consolation prize. You, uh, you're always welcome, though. You've been a regular, though, as we've been doing this for, yeah, actually. for uh, about four seasons. It's always great to have you on board. Thank you. We're bringing on board now from the phones from Vancouver, actually, from the, the parent club's city. We've got Corey Hergott from Canucks Army joining us. Some amazing insight. We tell you all the time at Corey Hergott with two Ts. You want to follow him if you're a Comets fan. Uh, he does is good of a job he's my my go-to right next to our very own ben burnell the ellery award winner from the Observer dispatch so welcome cory
5: uh thanks for having me on again fellas
2: we were discussing cole lind a little bit before the break i don't know if you had us on beforehand uh, if you're streaming or anything like that but I, I wanted to get your take on cole lynn since coming back from injury and how he has meshed thus far with cam and vinnie on that fourth line what are you seeing uh he cory for those that don't know watches every second of every comets game home and away and then of course puts his reports out go ahead cory
5: well i was actually watch uh sorry listening to the stream i always do uh, but uh, I did hear you talking about Cole, and, and uh, I agree. Uh, we have discussed it a little bit as well uh, last night, but uh, I just think that since Cole's come back from his injury, uh, you know, he's played 16 of the Comets' 18 games, and his last, I believe, four of those games have been with uh, Cam Darcy and, and Vincent Arsenault. And you can clearly see uh, how much more engaged Cole is in the games. Uh, playing with those two guys, they... Uh, players like like Cam and and Vinny they they play all out every shift. There's there's no uh, no shifts off for those guys. So when when they've got a young guy uh, on their line with them, that that young guy has to kind of if he wants to keep playing for Trent Cole, he's going to have to keep up with those two. And Lind has been doing a pretty nice job of that in the last handful of games. And and uh, you know he's being rewarded with points. So that's a that's a really good thing for him. Yesterday,
3: uh, I watched the game here at the 72 Tavern and Grill, and, and we got a hat trick from Tanner Caro. Uh, elaborate on what you're seeing from Tanner, Corey.
5: Well, he's been a really nice addition to the team. Um, I was uh, wondering during the off season what was going to happen when uh, with, with the Comet situation down the middle with uh, Michael a pending restricted free agent at the time, and, and I was I wasn't sure what how the the organization felt about him i liked what Shapu brought uh last year with the Comets, but they were looking for a different look so probably maybe somebody that could they could call up if they needed to and uh bringing tanner carrow in uh to replace Shapu has been it's been really good for the for the team i mean he's second on the team in scoring he's got uh he's on a career uh pace for his points totals Goal totals the whole nine yards. Um, he's just, he's been great, all situations guy as well, and and uh, you know he he plays well with Reed Boucher. He gets him the puck when he needs it, and and uh, he's just a guy that's been he's been great for the Comets. And
4: hey Corey, nice to talk with you. Tom Coyne here. It, we talked about two guys there. Uh, uh, that are younger guys let's talk about another young guy that we don't recognize is still in that young mantle and that is uh, Brendan Gauntz uh, Gauntz had um, spent time last season and this season up in Vancouver uh, a great amount of expectation for what he could do long term with the, the Canucks some people might be disappointed with his development but since he's been back here in Utica and getting to to see him you know, Mike, I get the best seat in the house, right up against the glass. On his two short-handed
3: line. goals or just you know he's just yeah. he's
4: re- not only that but he's been really playing physical. What of your observations of Gaunt's been
5: well, nice to meet you over the airwaves, Tom. Always nice to meet another uh, Utica person for for me anyway. Um, but with Gaunt, uh, I agree he's been he's been playing really well for the team. He's got. Uh, what are we at with God's 20 points in 23 games? And I think it's only three of his points have come on the power play. Uh, and he's got two shorthanded. So, you know, he's doing a lot of really good things at five on five. Uh, he's another guy that plays all situations for the team. Um, you know, he's only, I think he's 24, pretty sure he's 24 years old. So, you know, that might be, uh, you know, some, some folks might look at that as a player that's maybe past his, uh, prospect window and, and, uh, you know the the NHL is becoming a younger league every day, but you know I still have time for Brendan Gontz as a player who can come up to the to the to the Vancouver Canucks and fill a role. I mean, uh, there are actually quite a few people in Vancouver that feel uh, fans wise that feel he that maybe Brendan Gontz should have been kept around up top, and maybe uh, the Tim Schaller signing might have been you know an unwise one. They maybe they could have kept Brendan Gontz and had a similar sort of production.
4: You know, I, I well, I, I can't comment on that from the distance that we're on the other side of the continent. But I can tell you, though, that I think Gauntz is really playing himself into a position where he's going to be given some serious consideration. And, and let me throw a curveball for everybody here at the table and for you over the phone. Deadline is coming up. It's next month. And where do some of the guys that are on this roster and even a guy like Gauntz start to play in a figure? And I'm not necessarily saying... You deal him away, but maybe you make a deal with the consideration that he comes into play. Uh, so, are there guys that you are you're thinking about in that context?
5: Well, yeah. I mean, there's the thing with, that we hear a lot about from the people outside of the Utica market that watch the Comets games. There, there are a lot of folks that. Uh, you know, worry about player uh, deployment there. They worry that young guys like Cole Lind and, and uh, Lucas Yashik in the last, ga- last couple of games and Jonah Gadjovic, they, they're worried about those young guys sitting and having their uh, development stall. So, um, you know, there are people in Vancouver kind of calling to see some player movement down on the farm as well as Vancouver because they've got a few extra bodies up there as well. So. I do think that, uh, I don't know if we'll see a busy, busy deadline from the Canucks, but I do think that we might see some moves. Uh, I think they do still need to, uh, you know, consider their roster numbers in Vancouver coming up here pretty soon. Cause, uh, Josh Levo will be coming back off his injury at some point here and, and the team's going to need to make space again. And that could be a player hitting waivers that maybe they don't want to lose to waivers. So it, it, there could be a trade coming on that and. Um, I also wouldn't be surprised to see another uh, trade made to rectify the goaltending situation because uh, if Thatcher Demko or or Jacob Markstrom goes down with an injury, there's nobody uh, currently who can be called up to Vancouver from Utica with, uh, with Richard Bachman out with his injury. So that deal could come, you know, any day.
2: Corey Hergott. Covers The Utica Comets for Canucks Army joining us on Utica Comets Insider. We're live from the 72 Tavern and Grill. This is 94.9 K rock Tom Coyne's here. My name is Rain. Scoop is here. When we get back from the break, we're going to keep Corey on the line. I want to give the Utica Comets fans the perspective of vancouver when it comes to the signing or the extension of six years of the affiliation between the two teams uh, we're going to do that with some of the audio of Joel roberts making that announcement we're kind of going to play that for Corey, and then i want to get his reaction and i want to let the utica fan base really hear that a lot of people in vancouver support this continuing we'll do that next on 94.9 k rock 9k rock
0: utica Here's two guys that like to put the biscuit in the basket. Rainman and Scoop on Comets Insider, live from the 72 Tavern and Grill on 94.9K Rock. The big
1: news during the timeout was that the Vancouver Canucks and Utica Comets have announced an extension, and this place is buzzing. <laughs> Comets announcing that their partnership will roll on for the next six seasons. The blue and green will stay on the ice right here at the Adirondack Bank Center. An awesome moment. This place erupted during that media timeout.
3: We're back. Comets Insider brought to you by Labatt Blue, Slocum Dixon, Pathfinder Bank. Of course, you can listen to Comets Insider and 94.9 K Rock with the K Rock app, streaming at KRock.com. You can enable the K Rock skill and listen with Alexa. And of course, if you missed any part of tonight's program, it'll be podcast shortly at K Rock CNY on Facebook and Twitter. It has the links iTunes, Google Play, and SoundCloud. And that was really the elephant that has been in the room. Uh, for a long time with this this franchise i know that going to the pub and sitting down and having a couple of beers with the uh, folks that there was concern that we would lose our ahl franchise and that they wouldn't stick around and i think that's because of the history uh, with the devils absolutely and I- and it's, uh, that's why you hear that roar. Uh, and, and Corey Hergott from Canucks Army is, is joining us on the line. And we want to get some of Corey's perspective from Vancouver about uh, what Utica means to them. Here in Utica, I mean, a, a lot of folks uh, thrilled to have the team, but a, a lot of folks, Corey, were silently waiting for the shoe to drop that Vancouver was going to leave and, and go to a place like Abbotsford. And that's why you just... You hear that eruption in that audio uh, in the odd and just uh, great, fantastic news for everybody here. Corey, your your thoughts on maybe some of what went into the decision-making process there.
5: Well, my thoughts, on it is that I'm a pretty happy fella that the team is staying where they are. Uh, I'm a big fan of the team being in Utica. I think that the fan base there has been absolutely fantastic. We discussed it yesterday, but I I, I really do think that the uh, the fan base there has really gotten behind this team and and supported them, and they've been doing it from the start. And it's uh you know for the kids that come in as prospects to to come up in a system like that, and for the veterans that have to. Uh, you know, that are going to be living there and they're going to be bringing up their fa- young families there you, that you can't beat that sort of a, that sort of a setup f- f- for a hockey club.
2: I wanted to mention the all-star game, something uh, of course we also discussed with Corey yesterday. If you're just joining us, uh, I do scoop and I co-host the sports Illustrated show on our brother station, ESPN radio. Corey was a guest of ours there to discuss the comments, and we brought up the All-Star Game, and I had suggested you know, obviously Reed Boucher, based on his production, is clearly worthy of going to Springfield at the end of the month. But I thought, and then I would mentioned Tanner Caro getting snubbed, and then he goes out yesterday in Cleveland with a hat trick and only made me look smarter than I already am, clearly, guys. You mentioned Zach McEwen as well. And Zach McEwen was and, the other one that and, I, th- I thought deserved a chance to go to the All-Star game or maybe consideration scoop. And, and snubs, and then you had a back and forth with uh,
3: Ben Burnell of the Observer Dispatch about, you know, hey, you know, uh, essentially that, that there's still going to be other guys that are called into play in this game because of injuries, because of call-ups and all that. So we may yet get another player in the All-Star game, and that's certainly within the realm of possibility. But uh, any thoughts, anything you'd like to add, Corey, on the AHL All-Star game and maybe some comments that should be there or could be there?
5: Well, last year was my my first experience watching the AHL All Star Game, and and uh, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a fun experience to watch. I, you know, being in Utica, it was, uh, you know, that was extra special, I suppose, for for me to watch as an outsider, but as somebody covering the team from afar, it was great to see it in Utica. Uh, as far as Reed being back there, uh, thirty three points in twenty seven games, the guy's deserving to be there for sure. Um, and I, I agree with Rain that, uh, you know, Caro and McEwen could both be there. The way Brendan Gantz has played, uh, since he's been back down, he could be there as well. Um, I know he doesn't get a lot of uh, a lot of uh, play in, up in Vancouver, but, uh, you know, I think Guillaume Brisebois has done a fantastic job of stepping up. I don't know if he's, uh, you know, in consideration for all-star game appearances, but just the effort that he's put in, to, you know, he's, he's really been thrust into a primetime role for the second year in a row. And he's a young player and he's taken it on and uh, you can see his game rounding out. You can see his outlet passes are, are more crisp than they were last year and even more than they were at the start of this year. Uh, if he, if Guillaume can add a bit more, uh, a bit more of a physical bite, a bit of an edge to his game, look out. Cause I, I think he's, uh, he's going to, you know, work his way up.
2: Corey Hergott with Canucks Army joining us. Utica Comets Insider, ninety-four point nine K Rock. We are at the Seventy Two Tavern and Grill. Once again, thanks to La- thanks to Labatt Blue, Slocum Dixon, and Pathfinder Bank. We do this every Monday from seven to eight. I just want to uh, point out a, a quick stat to everybody: the Comets in the last four games in this win streak, twenty goals, seven against. Yeah. Continue that, you're going to win a lot of hockey games. Kulbakov keeps playing the way he is. We're not going to worry so much. Thatcher Demko is going to be getting his first consistent real look from from the Canucks it's just a lot of positive things are happening for this team and when you've got guys that you don't expect it from like Gavinny Irish you know Cole Lind it's you know these guys the opportunity is not there and then all of a sudden something happens whether it's an injury or a call-up or a trade and then you get a little bit more ice time you get a few more shifts you get the opportunity to showcase yourself develop your game a little bit more and you step up you seize the opportunity and they're doing that right now with i bring back trent culligan some great coaching solid organization see what happens right tom
4: i agree i, I think that uh, uh there's a lot of young guys that are still in there keep this in mind too it's also pretty still young in the season and a lot of these guys that are are uh, are new to the ahl level game are are now starting to get to the point where they they've They've recognized their second time around on the the schedule. They recognize what they need to do, both as far as living is concerned, as far as preparing for a game is concerned, and then actually going out and playing 60 minutes of hockey is concerned. And I think that uh, uh, we'll see a steady improvement as we go along. Playoffs will be very interesting.
2: Public address announcer for the Utica Comets, that's Tom Coyne. We always appreciate his contributions on the phone once again. Thanks to Corey Hergott. Corey, we always ask you a lot of questions. Do you have any for us before we depart for the
5: night? Oh, you put me on the spot. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I I would say, uh, I mean... I'd love to have your guys, uh, you know, just instant feedback. Well, it's been delayed a little bit now, but your feedback on uh, the comments st- sticking where they are. I mean, I've, I've had the the pleasure of building some relationships with some of the the, the media types like you guys in Utica, and it's been uh, it's been great for me. And I'm I'm happy to be able to continue those relationships rather than trying to build them again over with others. So, uh, just what? How do you guys feel about the team sticking around? That's got to be great for you.
2: Thrilled. I'll e- tell you the Ecstatic.
4: Yeah, I, I, for me, uh, more pragmatic, and I'll give the caveat here that I'm an East Coast guy, but I think it's a no-brainer, for heaven's sakes. The, the, uh, the West Coast, the Pacific of the AHL, there's a thousand-mile distance between everybody in Tucson, for heaven's sakes. If you're going to develop players, you want them on the ice. You don't want them on a plane. They can't get ice time at uh, up, up, up 30,000 feet, and the very fact that it's not a, a mistake is the fact that they don't play as many games in the regular season as the East Coast teams do. So I I thought it was a no-brainer.
2: Shorter travel, Uh, sleeping your own bed more often. Development. More practice time. It's absolutely a win-win. And consider this. After Wednesday's game in Toronto,
3: we get five straight home games for the Comets, and they don't leave the state of New York until February. So... That's big. That's that's more practice time. That's more time to
2: develop this chemistry. More time scoop. with our families if they're here with them. And recuperating. Yeah, absolutely. Corey, thank you. As always, we appreciate it. Uh, we'll be reaching out again very soon. Going to wrap things up tonight like we always do. The last word on 94.9 K Rock from the 72 Tavern and Grill here on Utica Comets Insider. Goes to Scoop.
3: Go Comets!
2: I started stripping, well, I don't know, maybe 10 or 15.